All right, guys. Here we go. Huge episode of the Nordies Podcast. We are doing our James Bond rewatch this week, Spectre. We talk Book of Boba Fett, Star Wars, Andor, and is Squid Game the biggest show ever? Find out. Let's go. And here we go on Ordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Better. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I got a lot of, out of my system at that first podcast this week. We talked Vikings falling to one and three. We talked a little Timberwolves in their preseason. Uh, we talked about the Gopher football team. We talked about the Twins. We were all over the place. It was a good episode. We made it. We, how did we have fun? It was a lot of depressing shit. I think we had a good time. It wasn't the most energetic podcast we've ever done. I noticed it was a little bit more of a yeah. conversational mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like enthusiastic, which we normally are, but it's kind of hard to be. I'm going to bring the energy to this laughs. one. Okay, do it. I'm going to bring the energy to this one. Woo! Yeah, I was just oh. about to do that. Oh, okay. I, I was about to. Yeah, please don't do it again. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, before we dive into this awesome podcast, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Sometimes I like get a running head start, and I realize that I'm like partway through it, and I don't really know what I'm saying, but it just keeps going. Yeah, you're on autopilot with that. Autopilot. It's impressive. I was You've like thinking of times. other things. I wonder what it'd be like if I tried it. I'm not, I don't want to try it now. Maybe next week, throw it over to me and just see what happens. Yeah. Have you ever hosted? No. I don't think th- I'd be good at that. I'm more the comment guy. You're the color guy. I'm the color coordinator. Yeah. You're Car- the meme guy. guy. Yeah, you're the me- you're that meme I'm the, guy. The meme guy. That's what I do. <laughs> also, what's a color coordinator? No, it's not a thing. I meant commentator. I believe. <laughs> See, I can't hold shit. You've been interior decorating too long in your new house. Oh my god, a lot of no new more. light fixtures. A lot of fixtures. Jess is going to hear about All this. The that you're the that you've called yourself the color coordinator. We had not gonna 45 be wonderful light and plumbing fixtures in our house. All got to go, okay. <laughs> and I got to do them all. All right, well, you also got us some new beer this week. What are we drinking? All right, so we're doing the old school thing where we pick a, a new brewery and we try their stuff. So I got uh, some stuff from Ursa Minor. This stuff is Bear Hop IPA, American IPA. And I think it's like really nice. Mm-hmm. It's like a little bit citrusy, a little bit sweet, like little cotton candy flavors, um, but just kind of a classic, super good IPA. Yeah, a little bit of hoppy finish, like a little, little bit of bitter, but not like over the top. Right. It's really it, nice. It's the the bitterness throwback, but not the gross, like, dude, I can't even finish this fucking thing. Like, I can't even hardly drink Sierra Nevada, like, pale ale anymore. You know, some of those hoppy, hoppy beers, just, just over him. But this is good. So good job, guys. It is. It is good. Here we go, guys. Do we care? We're going to start out with SNL. It's back. It is. I know we talked about it last last week a little bit, um, but SNL is officially back. It was Owen Wilson and Casey Musgraves, right? Yeah. Yeah, right on. What'd you think? I think I only watched a little. I watched some Weekend Update. I watched it, and I liked it. Um, I think Owen Wilson was funny. There was a really great Cars 4 sketch of him like doing voice recording for Cars 4. Hilarious. Um, yeah, he was good. You know, he's charismatic, dude. Everything he does, he does and says is just like makes me smile. He's my even favorite if, actor. Even if I don't laugh, I still smile. Did he do? I just like him. Did they do any? Um, oh my god, what was the Disney show? Uh, Loki. Did they do any? Have any Loki references? Or I don't think like so. Okay. I think they skipped out on that. Um, but yeah, it was really great. You know, Casey did her thing. She's great. she got a new album out. Um, was she really naked? No, not at all. Where did you hear that? No, she was. She was naked. Yeah, behind her guitar. Yeah, for the first song. Yes. She was just with her boots and her guitar. That's what they said. I didn't even notice, and I watched the whole thing, and I watched it pretty intently with, like, four people that cared. I don't know. I don't know about that, dude. Um, But anyways, she was good. Yeah, it was a good episode, man. It was, like, really, really funny throughout. You know I watch them all. I love them. Big SNL guy. I mean, cool. I saw it on Twitter. I'm going to have to find it now. I mean, I feel I feel a little awkward now. Well, can we move on while you look? Yeah, of course. And then, can you, though? Can you do that? Can you multitask? I can't multitask. Apparently, right. apparently, he can talk without thinking about what he's talking about. So. <laughs> yeah, just do some more of that. <laughs> All right, so the other thing is a show that you guys watch, and I really, really need to watch now. I'm going to watch it this week, Squid Game. It's like the biggest show of all time. It is the number one show on Netflix in 90 countries. Insane. Insane. Um, It's the number one show here in america that's like game we watched it although i'm still two episodes back i still have to finish it i know i'm sure like and the funny thing is it's so ubiquitous now that they're just like making memes about games i haven't even seen and i'm like 
the fifth game of, like, I, bitch, I ain't even seen the fourth game. Like, I need to watch now. So I'm going to watch it this week. I'm going to finish it. I'm excited. There will be more seasons. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm happy to see something so different and like something that's not just the American formula, the Hollywood formula, whatever, uh, go big and, and make a huge splash. So maybe people will even go back and watch Dark. Oh, probably not. It said, Casey Musgraves delivers a soul-bearing SNL performance wearing just her boots and a guitar. Yeah, I had no idea. That's a huge guitar. That's a big guitar. (laughs) I had no idea. So there you go. I did notice she didn't get up from her stool. Mm -hmm. so Couldn't get up. Okay, so uh, next up, Diego Luna said Star Wars Andor has finished filming, which pretty much makes it official that next year is going to be the best year we've ever had of Star Wars. It's going to be the most Star Wars content. I mean, we're getting what we asked for. We've been we've been begging for years for long form Star Wars content, and we're getting it. It's not all yeah. going to be great, you know. Like, there's going to be some anime stuff that might not appeal to the, the broader audience, if you will. Um, Diego Luna also commented, "You're going to see a lot of familiar faces." Okay. Very cryptic. Don't know what that means, but I wonder if some of the you know the cast of Rogue One will be. Uh, coming back. Well, we saw when he met all those people, though. Although, of course, he'll have his Android, which was K2SO. the best. K2SO yeah. is the best Android they've ever had. And I can't wait. So, you, I mean, they've been buddies, right? Why does she get a gun? Yeah. Like, that's just, I mean, it was perfect. It was really funny. So, I can't wait. Um, the show should be good. Diego Luna's fantastic. Uh, we do know that whatever happens in the show with his character, he's going to die, though. So, there's that. I think this is the perfect uh, show that Eric talks about with regard to characters we don't necessarily care about in the movies, probably watching Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, Diego Luna's character, uh, probably maybe the least interesting of all of sort of the main ones, if you will. You know, you got Jin, you got her dad, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, Galen. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have him sort of as this uh, captain. I can't remember his name. I'm blanking. You guys yeah. pump me up on the last one. And, Maybe this will be one of those shows that sort of expands on his background and things like that, and then will make you care about his character and his world a lot more than you did from Rogue One. Yeah, I think it will. I think they're going to have to introduce... Caspian. Is that his name? Cassian. Cassian. Cassian Andor. Um, I think they're going to introduce some characters that didn't go on this mission, didn't die, and that we may see in more of like a more present timeline. You think we'll get the blind Jedi? He died. Oh, in this? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Nah. Because they met. Yeah. They met as part of this mission. Okay. I think it's going to be more people that weren't in that movie that were like in other from shit. Other oh. like maybe some stuff from Solo. Okay. Yeah. That makes that, was more, happening that makes more time. sense then. Because I was thinking like they were going to when he yeah. said familiar faces, it was going to be stuff from Rogue One that he was in. But what you guys are saying makes a lot more sense. I so bet I we digress. get Amelia Clark. Ooh, yeah, that would be my guess. To, is that we're going to get her tie a bow on that? Story. she's kind of a villain in this in this one maybe. so then do you think we're getting darth maul sure oh that's oh, eric eric that's don't do likely. this okay well let's keep it in the star wars thing because we obviously care about it uh book of boba fett is dropping december 29th this year i would say that this is something i'm i'm less excited about mm-hmm. within the star wars universe but that doesn't mean i'm not really excited about it as a show there like i know i'm gonna love it and i'm gonna watch it but I, i'm not the person who's like oh my gosh boba fett i really wish we got more on him he had no speaking parts, no personality, no storyline, no reason to like him, but he had cool <laughs> armor. Like that was the even reason. in even in Mando he didn't have a lot of personality. He just never had. He's just he's he's a bland character that people thought looked cool and were like, "Wish we knew what he did." Right. Well, I think that was part of the mystique is that you knew and they're getting rid of all the mystique. Exactly. And like, they'd better have some real substance that we care about yeah. behind it. In episodes like, well, especially 5 and a little bit of six, you didn't really know anything about him. You right. know, he was just this like bounty hunter, you know, that yeah. that Darth Vader hired he had, and like, liked. Four lines, maybe. Yeah. And then yeah. got thrown into a Sarlacc pit. Right. So I'm and excited survived. about this. I care, but I well, think within you know Star pits. Wars, I think it's just okay. Yeah, I'm not that. I mean, dude, we're going to be excited when it's like we've seen a trailer and it's like two weeks away and then it's a week away and we all watch it the first night. So that's how it goes. Um, I'm definitely more excited about a lot of the other Star Wars projects. But, dude, we're all going to watch this. Well, and especially like going to be great. That's that's like leading right into like winter in January. And if it starts in, you know, at the very, the very it starts on the 29th, the end of, of December, December yeah. we're going to get like a month and a half roughly of you know episodes yeah so that'll take us you know through february shit so it'll be great shit yeah. months january, exactly february, things horrible. to look forward to when it's five degrees outside yep well i'm psyched and i do care i care all right 100%. guys 
You ready for this? Yeah. Always. We're going to be getting hello from the other side of 30. Because Adele is going to be putting out 30, it sounds like, based on billboards that are popping up all over the place. And the fact that she hasn't put something out in a long time. Yeah. So, okay. So she had 21. Mm-hmm. Did she have 19 and then 21 and then nothing? Or was it 21, no, 25, 25 and then nothing? 21, 23, 25? I don't know. But look, so all these billboard, billboard billboards popped up all over LA with just 30 on them. And they're like, Adele's turning 30 this year. It's got to be her. Well, She's got to be And everyone back. could do the math in her like voice, two seconds. She had that surgery done in her voice. It's like fixed. Um, she lost a bunch of weight. Looks super great. And then everyone was like, oh, you didn't like her before. It's like... No, we did. I think she would want you to say how great she looks. She's obviously really taken her her health, her weight, and her voice, and everything in her life seriously. And I think it should be probably all related. Like you yeah. can't drink and smoke like you did when you were twenty one. Yeah, oh, still- fuck you, fucking <laughs> Boston. <laughs> I just want. I just. I don't think I got enough credit for my my Dell singing. No, I think you absolutely good. killed it, but you transitioned too quickly. Yeah, okay. you didn't let so it be you, celebrated. Right. You didn't let it like marinate with the crowd. Mm. Should have. Should have. Should have. Should have. Um, and you used to be in a band. Yeah. Eric, a couple of years, dude. You can drop 35. I can. It's exciting. I was it? Comedic Geometry? What was it? Sacred Geometry. Sacred yeah, Geometry. You have to look at band camp, everyone. <laughs> you still out there? Probably. You got jams? I mean, does, do things disappear on the internet? No. No, they're there forever. Sacred Geometry. All right, let's go. All right. Uh, NFL halftime show. Okay, so sticking with the music thing, we found out that the Super Bowl in LA is going to have a really good LA theme because it's going to be Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar. Huge. Banging. Huge. Banging. Can't wait. I am actually excited about this Super Bowl. It's like three generations of musicians, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And it's got the best rapper in the world, and the former best rapper in the world, and the 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 originators of of West Coast hip-hop, and it's going to be awesome. Um, Yeah, I'm pumped on it. Uh, Obviously, a lot of, like, you know, 55-year-old white dudes being like, not my Super Bowl, not my NFL, won't be watching this one. Uh, Don't care about that. Are people actually saying that? Yeah, you know. Oh, gosh. You know who they are. People are Um, like, Luke Bryan or nothing. Exactly. When are you gonna have a real country star do it? Uh, no one cares. So yeah, dude, I'm psyched. <laughs> I'm psyched, Dan. This I'm, is perfect. For I'm me. really. This excited. is like, you know, this would be some of my dream lineup. I'm hoping that we get like a. This is bringing me back to when I went to Up and Smoke tour when I was like 13, uh, 14 years old. Legendary Target Center. I just think that it's like I'm hoping we get like a like a a tri- we travel through L.A. music like from the early '90s till now. Mm-hmm. And they kind of give us a little bit of of it as it goes through the years. And I know Eminem is is Detroit, Detroit yeah. but he's you know he he's well, been in that L.A. crew. Well, he's for, like Dre's guy. He's yeah. Dre's guy, and he's been influenced by all of these people. Yeah. And why would you not have Eminem? By the way, side note on Eminem, we talked about this last week. The Mom Spaghetti Restaurant, yeah. dude. The mm-hmm. photos coming out of that of him serving, <laughs> yeah. of him serving people. Spaghetti. I'm so glad we covered that because it seemed like such a minute story that I brought to the table. But then it was like everywhere this week. Him like just angrily serving people like boxes of spaghetti, was, <laughs> never smiling. Was All so these people funny. are trying to pose with him, and he's just got like his stupid hat and yeah. his like uh, dumb look in his face. The beard's weird. He's oh god. Oh, it was so great. Yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't really have thought it was funny if we hadn't talked about it on the podcast. So thank you. Yes, exactly. Good shit. I I'm I think I'm gonna go to Detroit soon, so I'm gonna try to go. You better try and get it, dude. It might is it a pop up or just like I think it's a real restaurant. I don't know. It sounds like you're gonna get the opening. vegan. You dude, you can get the vegan meatballs. Your dad can. Yeah, he can. I'm not. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say Eminem. What's the best thing here? He's there. What if he's still there? <laughs> he's like, no, no, dude, I work here. It's serious. I take the I take my businesses seriously. Like, I, he's like, I'm sober. I'm so bored. That's yeah, right. <laughs> I had to get out of the house. Haley was bugging me. Right. Noah Howley is going to make a heist movie. Your guy. My guy, Noah Hawley. Right, Fargo I think our, Legion. I think all of our former guy. Let's be serious. He does need a hit. He needs he's, a win badly. He needs a win. This dude he's is embarrassing me. Every project he comes I never, up with. I never was if on. If this sucks, we're off. I was never on the Noah Express. I know. Yeah, but we liked, I, what's it you, called? You, you guys were nice to me. I, we, we stepped on it for a mm. minute. We, we wrote it from one stop. We wrote it from Fargo <sighs> Season 2 to Legion Exit 
and we were like, okay, you season one was me. all right, <laughs> and then we ha- and then season two we got oh, off. We were like, and then it got it. canceled, yeah, uh, as it should have. So look, I still think this dude has a lot of potential. Um, he's made some amazing stuff in the past, so he's going to make a uh, a heist movie that he is writing, directing, producing, also producing the Russo brothers. So if they have any say in it, um, and then this Rege Jean Page, very handsome, tall black black man from Bridgerton. You guys remember that show? He's, yeah. he's got like a beard of the gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hosted SNL. That's the only thing I've ever seen him in. But uh, you didn't you know, watch Bridgerton? A, uh, does it seem like it seemed right up your alley? Yeah, yeah. Did I miss that? I did miss it. Um, you love Downton Abbey so much. I thought right. Bridgerton would never miss an episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, dude, don't much care about the star. I'm here for Noah. I'm here to support, and I hope it fucking rocks. And I hope it you're blindly comes supporting. up on Netflix, so yeah. I can just watch it for free. Um, this is big. We don't know much though, so we might as well move on. But I do care. Sure. Okay. All right. Um, all right. <laughs> is Venom good? Probably not. No. Um, what is it? Seventy 72- Venom two. Venom and Carnage. Or there something. will be Carnage. Venom. There will be Carnage. Uh, yeah, no, it's supposed to be like slightly better than the last one, but still kind of like a goofy piece of shit. It was crazy. The last one made like almost eight hundred million dollars worldwide, like Some, just a stupid it? number. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it on the plane to Hawaii to Eric's wedding. Eric, have you seen it? Venom, no. the first one? No, of course not. It's really bad. It's not like, good. Like it, it, it was so bad that it wasn't even really like worth watching as a curiosity which i like to watch movies that aren't aren't great just because i'm like how did this get made what decisions did they make what's the worst line in the movie um this nick, was beyond you, that your so, nick cage rewatch didn't exactly <laughs> like watching all that shit it's like a train wreck um not excited for this don't care i don't think it's gonna be very good i'm sure i'll see it at some point but only when it's free i'm not, not gonna watch it will not be spending even four dollars i don't have this. any desire to watch this movie yeah don't care i don't know if i'd watch this movie for free and I like Tom Hardy, but I kind do of do you like Tom Hardy. Or do you like the idea of Tom Hardy? When's he made something that you've been excited about recently? I'm still excited for Taboo season Taboo two, which is season never coming, two never happening to come out. That's like the show that everyone forgot about except for this podcast. The worst thing is I forgot its name. <laughs> I had to. It's remind almost you. gone. It's almost gone in my mind. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, did I don't no know. one like that show because I did. It wasn't that good. Okay. It was only fine. There was and a lot of fire pit scenes. A lot of mm. fire pit. A lot of like naked, really dirty Tom Hardy. Very strange. Anyway, um, bring it back. We're moving on. <laughs> okay, uh, next up, guys. Dave Chappelle has his sixth Netflix special coming up. Yeah, it's called. What is it called? I think I told you, but now we don't remember. Well, it's mm. coming out on Netflix this month. It's coming out in October. Um, the closer. I all these. Yeah, the closer. Do you watch all these? No. You don't watch any of them? They're mm-hmm. like must-see. They're like zeitgeist, like capture the moment, incredible, insightful. Well, if I miss the moment, like, am I going to still want to watch it? Um, Yeah. Okay. I'll, maybe I'll go back and watch them. You should. I mean, I think you should watch it right away. I think it is part of it is like he records it like a week before and it's pretty fresh stuff, you know. So I would try to watch it soon. Um, but dude, these are all must-see. I mean, he's like one of the most brilliant working comedians and he's like back you know we didn't even get his brilliance for many many years so i think we should all watch this out of appreciation i'm really sorry well that was too loud sorry i'm really sorry i don't care you don't care you won't watch it have you watched any of his other ones it's like the the comedy you guys don't even like stand-up no i do like the stand-up scene is so diluted if it's not bill burr for you you're out no i don't even like him anymore that much so like it's just uh it's so diluted that everything is just okay Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like it's worth an hour and a half of my time but if you're saying dave Chappelle is that good i might go back and watch one but I've been burned before on stand-up comedy suggestions. You have. Um, I mean, they were hot. That's why you got burned. They were too hot for you. Bo Burnham. That's true. Inside. Way to too it. hot. Um, I did love the Bezos song, but that's about it. It's too short. It's brilliant. It needs to be like three and a half minutes. And it's only one and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm psyched on it. I do care. I will watch it uh, probably the night it drops. Okay. And then finally, guys, Ridley Scott... Actually, let's just take it back a second. Okay. One of the best things you guys have ever suggested that I watch was Gladiator. I had never watched it. I'd heard from like 10 million people how good it was. But it took my two good buddies here on the Nordies podcast and their absolute fire hot wrecks for me to say, you know what? Screw it. I will watch Gladiator. And it was fantastic. A masterpiece. It was a masterpiece. It was, and you it still was don't so trust us. You it still don't so listen to and anything that like, we say. Dah. I think that's one of the There's only so ones many... we've gotten you to watch. There's so many... Like it's been, Eric, it's been almost five years, and we've gotten you to watch one movie. There's so many episodic <laughs> shows out right now that I'm watching like five shows. Right. 
I'm watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows, Only Murders in the Building, The Challenge, The Lost Symbol, and... Probably more. Ooh, there's one other one, too. Are you watching uh, Reservation Dogs, or are you skipping no. that one? I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. And you got Squid Game coming. So I'm just, I'm yeah. watching so many shows, like, every night I Did have a new show. Did you finish Outer Banks? Oh, yeah. Did you know that I quit on that? Sad. And I'm done. Makes me sad. It's too stupid. Makes me sad. Um, so Ridley R- Scott, though, says Gladiator 2 is now in the works. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, it's been in the works for like 10 years they've been talking about it. Um, I think it's going to be a prequel maybe to... Because he dies, right? Maximus. So I think it's a prequel. I don't really know what it's what it's going to be or if it's going to be good. Ridley Scott makes... He makes a lot of movies, which I'll give him credit for, right? He's not like one of these guys that's like, okay, I'm this renowned director. I better just make sure every project hits Paul Thomas Anderson and do it, do like a movie every three years. Um, Tarantino. Or more, right? Or like longer between. He makes movies every year. He's always working. Yeah. So not all of them slap. We'll and he, see about this new one. This and he, one and about he made, the last duel might be good. The, the, and then he made uh, Raised by Wolves, yep. the TV show. So he's got, HBO. yeah, yeah. So he's got, he's working all the time. So he's got, um, this movie coming out, Last Duel, then he's doing a Napoleon movie. And then he says his next movie is a sequel or a prequel or a Gladiator 2, whatever the fuck. And I think that we should care. Who's going to be Napoleon? I don't know. Probably... Danny DeVito. Sh- uh, Timothy? It is. <laughs> it is. It is. It has to be. I mean, I don't know if it is, but it, like... It's pr- it could they get is. anybody else? If it's going to be a big movie, that's who's Timothy playing. Timothy with two E's. Yeah. Chalamet. Yeah, it's got to be him. Uh, not French, just from New York. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. I actually thought just pretentious. I just French. thought he was European, and then the first time I heard him talk, I was like, "He's like, Yo. I, I was like <laughs> yeah. disoriented." Yeah, I know. I was like, "Holy shit, he's from New York!" Like, what? <laughs> Who yeah. named their kid that in New York? Yeah. Well, um, a lot. You never been to Soho, right? Yeah. All right, guys, time to move on to hot Rex, not Rex. Doesn't seem like we watched a lot this week, but I have been like watching like crime documentaries. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, just to add on to the things I've been watching. Right. Uh, and I've been watching the show that is called The Devil You Know Okay. on Hulu. And uh, it is really um, kind of like a creepy uh, documentary series. And the first season is all about this guy who lives in a small town who is like this crazy Satanist who everybody knows is up to no good. And all of the town believes he's been murdering people. And burying them in his backyard, but for whatever reason, the police won't like intervene. Okay, and like more people are disappearing and dying, and people keep going to the police. And like he has kind of his own cult in his house, and he's like just this young guy. And it's just I don't know. It was kind of was he doing it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh okay, then I'm good. I don't need to watch it. He's real evil. If you had been like tune in, I'd be like I'm rushing home to watch it. And the new one is about uh, a cult that started. Um, that believes that all these people are reptilians and that like, Mm -hmm. there's about to be a civil war and it leads to a couple, like one of the people in a couple murders the other one. The Zorps. Oh, really? Yeah. From Parson Rack. So what I heard is like usually when people are like the reptilians control everything, it's really just like veiled anti-Semitism. That's yeah, what I probably heard. yeah yeah. That's so like you know don't I don't really get down with even just for fun. I don't really get no no those. no no. These are like they're like it's the the show is very much against those people. Right right right. I know that like it is duking it out with these people. Like the whole thing is like pretty much interviewing people talking about how evil and terrible they are. So I don't know. I've been kind of into it lately. Um, I don't know why, uh, but I've been like crushing documentaries because hulu's the best because hulu i'm just like hulu's trusting hot now. i'm just trusting everything hulu's putting out right hey now. are you still watching american crime story with the impeachment i'm an episode behind now so you are still watching that too so add that to your list and i haven't even started that because i had to go on to fx on comcast it's not going to hulu unless you have like some super live tv package the premiere package i have the mid-level where i don't have ads but i don't have the live tv access yeah because i don't need that because i have comcast yeah so, yeah, anyways, I'm, I did watch an episode of that, and I liked it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I'm not totally sold on Beanie as Monica. See, I think she that's looks the so most different. It's so jarring to me. I think that's the best part of the show is her, and so that's why I think the show is just okay. Okay. Um, we're all watching Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, and I'm two back on that. Ooh. 
That's a I good know. show. All I, I do, like I said, all I do is install light fixtures in my home. I am all caught day. the fuck up on that show. And it's great. And you like and it? it is fantastic. Why aren't it's, more it's people talking about this show? Why do we have to be the fucking ones on the cutting edge all the time? If people aren't watching the show at this point, I think they need to be. It's the perfect, um, like, it's so perfect in its balance of light and dark in just the storytelling of the show. Mm. The story is very dark. The topics are very dark. The characters are quite, you know, light and bubbly. happy and bubbly. And I just think, like, that combination is really fun in this. And I think, like, I didn't believe that Martin Short and uh, Steve, Martin. Steve Martin and Selena Gomez would work as a trio. Mm -hmm. But I believe their friendship so much at this point, And I think that's the brilliance of this show. Have you guys noticed the crop up of shows that are like Search Party since Search Party? Because Search Party is... Was perfect and mm -hmm. awesome. Search Party might be the most underrated show that there is right now. It might be. And so this was definitely done, in my Absolutely. opinion, in the vein of Search Party. For sure. Amateurs out there solving crimes, but the tone is exactly the same. And it's that tone that people are trying to capture now. And they went with, like, two old washed-up dudes and, you know, a young Selena Gomez sticking her toe in the water, for mm -hmm. lack of a better term, into, like, the true crime world. But, man, if you're two back, like, episode six and seven... Mm -hmm. I know. I have wow. good shit coming too. That's wow. what I've heard. Did you watch Eric? Did you watch episode seven? Yeah, it was. Okay. It was. I'm not going to say anymore because yeah. I know a lot of people aren't watching it yet. Um, but it was. It was. Um, it was kind of a masterpiece. That's what that, I thought. That's what I said in the text. Yeah. It is a storytelling masterpiece. This. What? This is the one. If like they're going to nominate themselves for an Emmy for like you know best original comedy, that is the episode that they're sending to. The committees. The, you the know, whoever's, voters, whatever. whoever's reviewing. All right, dude. I can't wait. I will knock those out this week. That's my Maybe that's my number one to catch up on. Yeah, so just with those other shows, um, what we do in the shadows is just perfect this year. Love it. And then... Maybe um, best season yet. I am... I'm going to watch all of uh, The Lost Symbol. I talked about it last week. I thought this was a step back this week, but it's still one of the best things on television. You have a really? lot of shows going. For you? I'm watching a lot of shows, but the yeah. one of the thing is that I'm the most excited about right now is The Challenge. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. I've talked about it here a lot, and I know all of you guys are like, no, nah, I'm good, but The Challenge is my number one show right now. That's awesome. Well, good for you. I'm glad. We need some, some diversity in taste on the pod, so... Uh, thanks for holding it down for the trash, <laughs> for the de the deplorables. <laughs> All right, um, guys, it's time to move on to. Oh boy. This is watch, rewatch. And we're Beautiful. watching James Bond Spectre. This is the fourth movie in the Daniel Craig James Bond series. The, and the, I... Jabo, the penultimate movie. It is the penultimate, which I do understand now. Thank you. I'm glad you do. And I, I think that some of the other movies get more of the credit. Um, definitely Casino Royale and Skyfall. And Spectre has always kind of... I feel like people thought Spectre was good, but it wasn't as good as Skyfall. I don't know about that after watching this. I agree with it. I, I really like this. You do still like think Skyfall is your think, number one, right? I think Skyfall is better. So Skyfall, Royale, Spectre, whatever the fuck. Quantum that, of Solace. Quantum of Solace. Yes. Okay. That's my order. I'm sure Eric would flip the first two. Probably, but I, I don't know. I, I'll get to my point anyway, yeah. later on. Sorry, I interrupted. Um, I really, I thought this was really good. And at this point, this, this series is just cooking. Um, I'm can't wait to dive back in to see where they are this one starts with one of the most perfect um like of the bond long you know opening one shot scenes that they do um it was just wonderful it was uh what the day of the dead dio dio dios muerta. muerta did you guys know that this town in mexico um did not have any kind of big street celebration like this until they filmed this scene, and now they do it every year. No. Yeah. It did not have this festival. They did it for the movie, and now they do it all the time. That's kind of cool. Love it. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. yeah. I thought that this was such an incredible scene. I was so hooked from the very first second. And when it comes to these opening scenes, I think this was my favorite one. Oh. Of the Dude, even just like where he, you know, he's about to hook up with the chick. 
And then he jumps out and they do that long tracking shot. Mm-hmm. A bunch of long takes. Oh, yeah. In this movie in general, but definitely in the beginning. Um, with some sneaky cuts. You can see where they are, but that's fine. But just him even before but that, him walking just like, with, the, with the suit. Yep, with the, with the suit. But then he goes out on the ledge, mm-hmm. and obviously that was green screen, but it looked amazing, and he's hopping between buildings, all one cut. He looks so cool, so confident, um, and then he just proceeds to, like, fuck the entire city up. I just thought this scene was wonderful, even down to the silly helicopter scene. It worked for He's me. punching the driver for no reason. He's punching the driver. He's fighting I mean, everyone. He's, he's, he's called a pilot, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not driving the helicopter. I I just really liked it. I thought this this opening scene Chauffeuring. starts the movie off with a bang. Um, he's obviously in some deep water with M when he gets back to MI6. And there's a new boss in town, and it's fucking Hot Priest. Yeah, Hot Priest. I, hot I just, Priest, boom. He's so unlikable and it's he's good at that like he nails that it's surprising that he could ever have been hot priest to be honest i think hot priest is like one of the most underrated actors in the world yeah i like him in every single thing he's in good or bad so for people who don't maybe know what we're talking about his, yeah his name's andrew scott and he's his character in fleabag season two was perfection fleabag Everyone needs to watch yeah, that. Yeah, that's great. Both seasons. Go. But uh, but he's also in uh, Sherlock. He's Moriarty in Sherlock. Yeah. He's um, in the BBC one, which wasn't that good. Nah, it was good. He does some stuff. And uh, he was in, what's the show that we watched recently with Lyra? Oh, is he in that too? Golden Compass? Yeah, the Golden Compass. Yeah, he's okay. in that too. So anyways, yeah, he's Lyra's. He's like. No, the, is it called the Golden Compass though? That's all right. That's on the No, it's called his, his Dark Materials. His Dark Materials. There right. go. Thank you. Um, so anyways. Uh, we find out he's like this new guy in charge who wants to do all this surveillance. He's trying to get this thing passed, um, this new surveillance bill with all these other countries. Um, and all the while, Bond is suspended, but he decides to sneak out of town with the help of Q. And he is off to, where did he even go? Italy, Italy right? Italy, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah goes, he went to Rome, just straight up Rome. He goes to Rome, and in this, he ends up going to a funeral meets a widow who is going to be killed uh, and saves her life to get enough information, makes his way to this, like, Illuminati-ish meeting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of people deciding what will happen. And it's very Illuminati. Yeah, it was like yeah, this secret... It was like bad guys are well organized they're very classy they're probably more functional than our government um they are your government yeah they yeah right they're essentially more powerful than your government yeah so that was it was definitely kind of creepy and then this is when we get the intro to christoph waltz who's just remarkable yeah in this he's so good and he introduces himself to james bond there he says he he calls him out by name says james yeah you know, we know you're here with us. Welcome. It's been a long time. Oh, it's so great. He, uh, James escapes. And we also were introduced to Batista's character, um, scary, non-talking assassin guy. Which I actually like. And I do think that they maybe didn't know. This is uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't know what Batista was capable of as an actor, mm-hmm. which he's capable of range and comedy and a lot of things. They're like, he's going to be big and scary. That's okay, um, though. But it was also like... You know, Casino Royale starts out, they're going to buck every trend. He doesn't order, he does, I don't give a damn how my fucking martini's made, and I don't say Bond, James Bond, and I don't always wear, you know. And then, like, as they went on, they're like, let's bring some of those things in. And he is kind of a classic, like, odd job type. Yeah, that's the vibe. That's the vibe I got. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I like some of the things that worked about the early movies, even though they were shit, cheesy, bad movies. But I like when they do the callbacks. Like yeah, like I think like they work he's so pretty well. much like an odd job type, just straight up fucking, you know, Terminators type. Brutal, brutal violence, though. When they, they yeah. also like just in that same vein, like they did away with all the gadgetry for the most part, you mm-hmm. know, like unless it made sense. Right. Which... And in this one, they kind of brought back a few little trinkets here and well, there. Well, the that, watch becomes important. That, that, but made, yeah. that made noise. But like, I also think um, maybe Bautista hadn't quite honed in on his craft. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To where the, the where directors and writers like trusted him to deliver things. Yeah. But also, I, I agree with Eric. He didn't need to talk. He just, you just needed to see that he, he was like weirdo a, sharp fingernails that he poked the dude's eyes yeah, out. He was that like, was sweet, and that, that kind of like brutal. That's like the throwback to like the Jaws, who had like sil- big silver teeth, and he would bite fucking people and yeah. shit. Or the Ajab hat. Yeah. That would slice people's head off or, or uh, statues' heads off for no apparent reason. <laughs> right. But like, yeah, I agree. I think I think 
it was the perfect villain for him to play. Mm-hmm. And he did a really good job. To test, you know, because we have one villain who's testing the mental with Christoph Waltz, not a physically imposing guy at all. And then you have a straight fucking brute. So you get both sides of Bond, his his wits and his, his you know, physical prowess. So I, I liked all this scene. Bond escapes. He heads back uh, to... No, he goes off to find the Pale King, who is just Mr. White. Nice. He goes off, finds him. In we, a, love, we love some continuity. I liked it. Yeah, he goes back, finds Mr. White. They sit at a table together. They're sitting at like a chessboard, right? Well, it's also at Mr. White's like incredibly decrepit, yeah. uh, dusty home. Where he went to die because someone poisoned him yeah. with, by putting some kind of palladium in his cell phone, which I guess gives you brain cancer, and he's going to die, so... He's a dead man anyways. Yeah. So he goes there, talks with him, asks about protecting his daughter for information. He gets this information about the Mer- American or something. American. And L'American. L'American. And he finds out where to find the daughter. Um, Bond gives his trust by handing the gun over to him, pretty much inviting him to kill himself and end it. And then the guy does. And I think like that was such a cool scene because Bond who's so cold like looks away as the guy shoots himself mm. but then sits at the table for a few more moments and closes the guy's eyes like yeah it was it was just such a perfect little touch of like just what his character it is was like it was kind of saying goodbye to a, a character that was one of the only ones that's still around besides daniel craig's from uh casino royale yeah i think mr it was, white was was in one of the first scenes of that movie i think it was a sign of respect Mm-hmm. Also, like, even though he was a bad guy, yeah, like, it's I like know we th- played the game, yeah, yeah, and you got kind of screwed and you hung in there or whatever. And now I'm gonna give you the opportunity, you know, yeah, to do whatever you need to do to with go out on your own means, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, I thought that whole scene was really great. He goes off to find the daughter, um, at some kind of like mountain resort place or something, yeah. I kind of wanted to go there, yeah, that place like, was cool, especially after like a Vikings loss. Like, I'm gonna yeah. go to like go this there. Norwegian hostel, oh, it looks fantastic, no alcohol though. But that's probably good. That's probably a good thing. So you could use that. He goes there. He has a conversation with her. He shows that he knows some stuff. And she instantly kicks him out. Um, at this time, Batista and company come in, sneak in, and grab her, take her away, get her into a truck. Bond finds a plane and yeah. chases them down the mountain in a plane. This scene shouldn't have worked. This is like this silly kind of dumb stuff that I usually hate in movies. Mm-hmm. But... I was really into it. I thought it at least he didn't jump incredible. off a Komodo dragon's back in uh, like in Skyfall. Yeah, I mean this could have been so dumb, and I actually liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, he ends up getting the girl back, and they head to Morocco to go find La American and get this information that's supposedly there. Right. They kind of like. I guess the one thing I think is weird about these Bond movies is is like the villains are is like James. What about the woman? That you are in love with. And it's like, James has spent one night with her. Yeah. It's like, does he... He never cares about them. They always die. He never die. cares. They and always then, die. And then they're always like, I love you, James. And it's like, they've been together for like 36 hours. He's... That's kind of his thing. I mean, He's very Eric, charming. If James Bond took you under his wing, I guarantee you... Especially you'd be Daniel Craig's True. James Bond. True. Yeah. True. I mean, what are you going to say? No? I'm not. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought this was... Um, they go there. They go to Morocco. And when they're in there... Um, he's drinking this fancy booze that he finds. He says, here you go. It's your inheritance. Let's have it. She doesn't want it. He's drinking alone. And then a mouse leads him to a hole in the wall. He breaks it down and finds that Mr. White had been tracking um, Christoph Waltz's character, Bloom, Bloom, Blow, Blofeld. Blofeld. And he's been tracking him, and he's tracked him to South Africa. And Blofeld is also another callback to previous Bonds. Oh, really? Oh, Blofeld yes. was a like a nemesis of his in the books in, in yes. the Ian Fleming books. Yes. yes. Okay. Nice. So Good I did think up. this was weird because at some point you find out Blofeld was like supposedly the family that took James in. Um, yeah. I didn't really understand that. I thought that was a little weird. Maybe Actually, we'll get that, more information. I thought on that, that might've been the worst part of the whole movie. That was a little silly. Well, especially cause, and this is Sam Mendes directing both of these. They showed like, you know, what was it like, like Steve Bond, like the, the headstone. Uh, yeah, I think it was William, William sure. Bond or whatever. But right? like his parents, you know, maybe, I don't know. Uh, are they going to really come back to that in the last movie? I, I doubt it. I don't know. I think this was just maybe like a little bit of a miss. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I just thought that that was a little weak. Uh, but anyways, they find this and they are headed to um, South Africa. They're taking a train. On the train, 
they're having a good time, but he sees a reflection of Batista's character coming for him, and Batista beats the living hell out of Bond, worse than anyone we've ever seen, at least in this series of movies. I mean, he is throwing him through everything on the train, and it gets to a point where Bond can't really even fight back. He's so hurt, which I kind of appreciated because he's fought some tough people, um, but he's usually so slick and smooth that he doesn't really have a problem fighting people. Or he has like an out, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to, you know, you just don't see him lose a fight, which right, in this yeah. one he did. Oh, he loses so badly, and he's about to be thrown out of the train, um, but the girl, I wish I could think of her name right now, shoots um, Batista's character, and it could, he turns his attention to her long enough for James to wrap a rope around his neck a few times. He's still getting beat up by this guy, but he hooks a clip to a couple kegs and sends the kegs out, out the door of the train, pulling this guy with him, or with them, and probably killing him. Which is also kind of cool because it delayed the moment enough to make it a little bit more meaningful because it was like five kegs and one would go out yeah. like mm-hmm. every three or four seconds. Yeah. And so like as these are going out, like it's, you know, like a countdown yeah. right in your head to when this is going to happen. So you're like, is he going to get out of it? Is he not? Like he's still beating James's ass and he's getting right. ready to kill, kill him. him before yeah. He, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like he says his first line was like shit or fuck or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And then he gets yanked out of the train it's pretty crazy nice so i like that but they pull up to this little town in the middle of of the desert and a car comes and it's some kind of fancy car i don't even remember what it was or some rolls royce yeah some uh yeah like some crazy like rolls royce phantom from the 1950s or something okay so that pulls up and they get in um they head to this weird like meteorite crater with a really fancy high-tech like system of buildings there with like weird domes and they show up and the first thing that they do is get their weapons taken from them and then it's just one gun James yeah, one gun. gun and then they go into this weird room where there's like a meteorite the oldest meteorite in human possession is there and he's like i think we're made to be impressed and then blofeld's like touch it yeah or something like very strange like, dude, if I had the oldest fucking meter, I, I wouldn't let anyone near that thing. <laughs> Things so, were the fortune. So they end up going into this room where he's pretty much showing off his power, where C, uh, which James called Hot Priest, who's now running pretty much the British intelligence agency himself, um, we find out he's kind of like a disciple of Blofeld's. And we see this room where there's all of this, you know, surveillance happening with pretty much anyone important in the world. And then on top of that, we know that there's going to be a vote that's going to happen between these 10 countries. That means all intelligence is going to be shared between them, which would give Blofeld like the most access to information he could possibly. Right. No yeah. stopping him at that point. The yeah. Uh, yeah. the room with all the, you know, like the hackers, engineers or whatever was kind of like a really cool uh power move yeah to show off like he can be calm and cool and collected and speak very calmly but like when he makes someone like stand up they like all stand up and like look at him immediately Mm. that's how scared they are of him so so james gets knocked out and when he comes to he's strapped to this like high-tech like surgery chair and he can't move at all and there's this surgical drill that's drilling into his temple which was like pretty hardcore well, I don't like, know it, it wasn't his temple, it was like his jaw. Yeah. But For like his, something that was so small, it was like the most brutal thing I have watched. And I think like Well, James, imagine imagine a somebody taking a small even a small drill bit and like drilling it into like no. the side of your jaw would be fucking oh, awful. It was bad. And you're like fully awake and yeah. conscious and Jesus. It was bad. So we get to a point where he's like, the next place that I'm going to do it is going to make it so you can't recognize faces anymore. Okay, quick. Would you rather have the face drilling or the ball smacking from Casino Royale? Mm, I think <laughs> I think the ball smacking. I go face drilling all day. I don't like I think the ball smacking would suck, but I think that the face drilling, you know what, would be like I take it back. I think it would be like such horrible torture that like you couldn't even you might not function after yeah. as a person. Yeah, the I already had a vasectomy. I'll just get the ball smacked. Well, and I what don't do want to. I think <laughs> that's no threat to me, dude. I might do the face drilling because, like, to be shirtless in a chair strapped like that might be more embarrassing than anything. So, <laughs> they more just look for embarrassment. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially so, if it's going to be videotaped. Like, come on. Right, yeah. right, right. So I do think that this was um, 
a cool moment, but then James remembers the watch he was given by um, Q. Q. And he starts to take it off. Uh, Blofeld, in like a power move, lets her go see him. And he says, grab my watch. He activates it. He says 60 seconds. And she throws it underneath Blofeld. It explodes, blowing up too much. A lot of blowing up. Everything blew up. A little silly. Was there a reason why everything needed to blow up? Well, wasn't it? Didn't it blow uh, up some yeah, like... Yeah, because every single movie we've watched so far ends with a giant Skyfall blew up. Uh, the Quantum of Solace Hotel blew up. Everything needs to blow up. Well, didn't it? Didn't it blow up what seemed to be like some sort of like fuel cells or something? Well, that was in that no, no. was very well called out in Quantum Solace. No, I understand that, but okay. I thought I thought there was something that it exploded and then that perpetuated additional explosions, causing the entire compound to go. Okay, hence always t- similar to Quantum Solace. Anytime in this next Bond movie, none of us have seen it. It's not out yet. If they go to a specific place at the end, it will explode. Yeah, absolutely. So in this, um, they they head out, they head back to England, to London, and they realize that it, this is still going to happen. This vote is still going to happen. And um, the double O program is done. Um, all of them are going to be out of a job. M is, is no more. M is going to be relieved of his duties as well. And they kind of devise a plan, a secret plan. Um, they are going to go stop this. But on the way, their car is rammed into. James is unconscious. They take him away in like an armored vehicle. And I loved the move when like a woozy, hardly conscious Bond gets drug out of this thing. And then out of nowhere, you realize, nope, he's got his wits totally about him. He stops while um, zip-tied together and wearing a hood. He fights off two guys, takes a gun, kills both of them, and frees himself. Heads into the old MI6 building. Did it, like, instantly, too. Like, it was real quick. Goes to the old MI6 building that's ready to be, um, you know, left in a pile of dust in a matter of hours. And goes through, and everything is set up with, like, his past. The girls who've died, the villains he's faced... Uh, are all like on this journey um m yeah uh, judy dench once, once again we love some continuity i love that part of it so they they leave you know doing this they they go through and then eventually he turns a corner and blofeld is there looking a different direction and he fires his gun multiple times but it's all into bulletproof glass that's right in front of blofeld pretty cool pretty cool moment I thought this was awesome. It looked so cool. The two of them on either side of the glass talking was great. And Blofeld pretty much being like, I can't believe it. I've it's very like Phantom Menace, like Qui-Gon and, like, uh, and, yeah. and Darth Maul. What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, I'm sorry. I've, I've done so much to you and you're probably getting really sick of it. Everyone you've loved, I've killed. Every bad thing that's happened to you has been me. It's been me all along. Like, I bet you want to kill me. But this building's going to blow in three minutes, and if you want to save the girl, you're going to lose your life in the process. Otherwise, you can save yourself and live with the guilt of not saving her. And so Bond goes did off. He, did he have the eye scar at this point, too? Yeah, he has yeah. a horrible eye scar. From the explosion. Yeah. Making him even more villainy looking. Very sinister. Yeah. And he's Hell like, yeah. Bond's like, I bet that hurts. And he was like, my wounds will heal. And yeah. so... He goes Just such up. a great like quippy exchange oh. between the two of them, oh. like very masterfully acted. They are so perfect. I love all of their chemistry. Um, I think that uh, Christoph Waltz as a villain is just like one of the all time great. I think Hans Lando or Hans I was gonna is say probably number one, and this is number oh, two. Oh for, no, 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 for, for sure. Christoph. But I mean, just him as a yeah. an actor playing this like kind of smarter than you cocky villain. Mm-hmm. It's just such a great role. Just works. Um, anyways, he ends up saving the girl. And uh, they escape underneath. They jump down multiple floors, land on some netting. They head underneath to... Some questionable placement of the yes. netting, but <laughs> nonetheless, regardless. They they get to uh, the boats underneath the building, and as the building is being destroyed, they get out in the nick of time. And then James decides, you know what? I'm shooting down Blofeld's helicopter with just this gun in my hand. And so he starts firing shots up at the helicopter, and then he hits some kind of fuel line that starts a fire and takes the helicopter down. Hit, hit something on the rotor. Yeah. I that, love it, dude. That, He's But that's how tenacious he is, and that's how he's always been in every movie and every experience you've had with this version of James Bond. He doesn't give up. He's beat the shit. He goes back. He keeps going. And, of course, he's going to be like, well, this is my... I, I have a chance. I might as well shoot at this fucking helicopter. I have no other options. I have no other options. Yes. I'm going to shoot at it. And he's a great shot. Why not? I don't think it was out a big stretch at all. Well, he, and he... They were in a boat. That was going pretty fast, so it's not like he was, you know, a thousand yards away. Right, they from were this keeping helicopter. with it. Why not? 
it's just a it's just a crazy it was like a nice surprise but still believable enough yeah and he, and he had his glock that he had stolen from one of the guards and like hit the helicopter like once or something and then that ran out of bullets and then he pulls out the Walther, his normal, like, the PP-7, right. I think is what it is. And that's the one that ends up taking it down. Yeah, so the the helicopter crashes on a bridge, and Blofeld is the only survivor. He crawls out, but he has, like, a bone sticking out it's of his It's a compound leg. fracture. It's pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> so he's crawling, blood falling, you know, coming from his leg that's, like, leaving a streak behind him. And Bond slowly walks up to him on the bridge. Well, and I think the best part about this was... The police had sort of surrounded the bridge and they sort of stood down to let James go finish it, if yeah, you will. Yeah. They were he like, let, let him take care of it. He has a license to kill, which they brought up multiple times in this movie. You know, it's a license to kill. It's also a license not to kill. And now yeah. he made his decision. Yeah. And at some I point, mean, very, that was ap- the very apropos. Yeah. yeah. At some point around here, we found out that M was actually 006. Um, who had been, you know, promoted to kind of leading the the branch now, but mm-hmm. obviously knew from experience a lot of this stuff because was doing the same job that James is doing. Um, and then James goes up to Blofeld. They have a little exchange. He has a gun pointed to his head, and he says, "Finish the job." And James thinks about it, thinks about it, thinks about it, pulls the gun away. And he said, why didn't you do it? And he said, ran out of bullet, <laughs> which was just a great <laughs> Shooting line. at your fucking helicopter. Uh, and they end up arresting him. And James takes the girl and walks off. I think you're supposed to think he is done. And I think that this next movie is going to start with him coming out of retirement for something personal. Because. Maybe he's with this girl still. Um, I know she's in it. A lot of these characters are in it. Um, I bet they, they had. Die. I bet they had multiple endings that they shot for this mm-hmm. because if you remember when he finished doing Spectre and they were like, you know, the media was asking him, are you going to come back for another one? And he said, I'd rather slit my wrists yeah. than shoot another Bond film. Yeah. And they're like, how's 50 million sound? And he's like, I'd love to shoot another Bond <laughs> yeah, film. I can't wait. You know, it was interesting. This is the first Bond movie that started with just kind of a haunting line of text. And it was like the dead live. Remember that? Yeah. Um, it almost reminded me of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, the dead are, are heard in the galaxy, whatever. And I was like the thinking of speak. M. The dead's bright. I was thinking of M because um, she was the last person to die on screen in a Bond movie. But I think it was a couple different things. But it was definitely like this character of Blofeld. Like, you know, oh, no, he's dead. He's dead. Don't worry about him. He died in a, a avalanche. an avalanche. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's what they were referring to. What do you guys think? Or then he died in the explosion at the meteor crater. And then came back again, yeah. But then also the dead speak because it was like real quick, but the only reason James Bond was off doing this sort of like non-sanctioned mission was from like a 10-second video clip that M had sent him. Like, make sure you follow up on so-and-so and and kill the bastard. Yeah, she started this whole thing. Yeah. So is Spectre is Spectre the name of their their yeah. like their organization yes. right with the rings and shit? Okay, okay. Um, I just wonder. I just wonder. Now we're we're ready to to get caught up and watch the the new one that's dropping on Friday. So the final Daniel Craig. It's crazy. So guys, here's here's my take so far. Okay, could be changed based on this last one. I'm not saying that this is my favorite movie series. I'm not because there are things I've enjoyed more. For sure, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, probably yeah. Marvel. I mean, there's things I've liked more than watching this. Mission Impossible. But I think I think that this better than this though. I think that like per movie, like just per movie on quality, this is maybe the best movie series that they're in. Like every movie, even the bad one was really good. It just the the three other ones are just amazing. That much better. I just think that um, Casino Royale, uh, Skyfall, and Spectre are just all in the 90s mm-hmm. like they're just all super good movies and i just love the the story that they're telling here i can't wait for the end of it and i just think like it's the highest quality of like a uh, movie series um storytelling that we've we've seen yeah um i'll tell you what it sure blows born out of the water uh really those movies are so boring i like born but this is like uh, way better oh my god way better i think it's better than mission impossible i think it feels more weighty and more like um more serious um 
Well, there's more those p- movies have been great too, massively entertaining, uh, and they're more fun. Yeah, this is a yeah. lot more personal. This, yeah, this you feel this like connection. There's a darkness to yeah. the, the lead character, yeah, which yeah. isn't there at all with Ethan. Hunt. No, 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 and that's and it's not meant to be that way right. with Mission Impossible. It that's, doesn't have to be. Right, it's good to have different. He's things. He's always like he's PJ Fleck. Like we got this, no problem. I got this yeah. plan and whatever. I was yet. wondering after doing the MI rewatch, I was like, dude, is Mission Impossible better than these Bond movies? And it's they're not. They're not. It still goes. Bond, Mission Impossible, and then Born. Well, and I think the the storytelling is so much different, and it has to be. Yeah, and that's what gives Bond, like you said, so much more weight. Like it, it feels a lot more like it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, but it also feels more realistic and more personal. I can't believe these movies are PG thirteen too. By the way, I mean they're so fucking violent, dude. It's like there's Marvel movie, all these Marvel movies. Some of them are most. They're all PG thirteen, aren't they? I like. I'll let my kids watch that. There's no way in hell I'm letting them watch these movies. Yeah, these are pretty violent. They're in, insane. I really. I just think that I. I've always liked this. I mean, we said last year, no, a year and a half ago, that we were the most excited about No Time to Die of all movies. Yeah. For that year, and at it's the coming. last second they pulled it. It's finally coming out this week. I know. After all this time, and I think even with that level of excitement that we had before, I think I I have a higher and a better opinion of the Bond series after doing this rewatch than yep. I did before. The Daniel Craig Bond. Yes, yeah. and yes. I love them before that. Yeah. I think I like him even more now. Yep. Like I'm really appreciating just how good this is. It's funny how perfect of a character he's been. I've loved these rewatches because we found like. I, if you had asked me what's one of the greatest, you know, trilogies of all time, I would have said Back to the Future. And then we did a rewatch, and it was trash. <laughs> it was so bad. I mean, it was just like the first one's good, and this, the, you know what I mean? It's just like you need to watch this shit with a critical eye and think about what you're actually watching and how they tie together, and you'll learn a lot about yourself and the films. And this one was actually surprising to me how amazing they've been. Well, and then look at the prequel trilogies for Star Wars. While some of the elements weren't as up to snuff, the the through storyline was perfect. Yeah, like the way that they were kind of building to this, you know, um, takeover. You know, yeah. overall, even though like the pod racing and and the Jar Jars and all that stuff like is so hated, it is still stupid. It is still and it stupid. Still sucks. But like overall, stuff was really good. Same with James Bond. Like again, you watched it with like a oh, this is fun, it's fucking James Bond, let's go, you know? And then when you watch it, like, in this rewatch segment where, we, where we're kind of, like you said, looking at it through, like, a, a more microscopic lens, mm-hmm. they're actually better yeah. than I thought they were, you know, like, overall. When you see that Mr. White was introduced early on and stuff like that, that you wouldn't, you know, you wait, it literally, it's, it's 2021, the last movie came out six years ago. Yeah, I just can't you know, wait. I can't wait. It's, it, yeah. And Rami Malek in it? Oh my, it's going to be incredible. I so. know. And I think the best part about Rami Malek is we have not seen a lot about what his character is going to be. Right. And that's what makes me the most excited is that they're trying to keep it under wraps. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be very good. I mean, it's Rami Malek. Like, he's going to kill this. I right? hope he's like evil... Um, Elliot, <laughs> like, I, like, because Elliot that. was such a cold. Wait, or like, just Elliot? Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah, much just Elliot. No shit, just so cold and like, just like, didn't have the basic human emotions. For like, those that don't know, that's a Mister Robot reference. Go back on USA if you haven't and watch the shit because yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's so a great good. show. Yeah. So, in conclusion, I mean, this Bond has been so fun. It's been really good, and I can't wait for this new movie to drop. Cannot wait. So wait. Small, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, we are caveat. going to try to watch this, but dude, we have we record on generally Sundays. We have maybe Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, and then the pod. And I we may have to take a one week break, but we will. I think we can commit to watching it before mm-hmm. the fall. Two weeks. Week. Yeah. Two week. Two. two, two hey, hey, we'll have fun next week. We'll do a bunch of cool we, shit. But there's a lot know. of there's a lot of uh, non pod life. Events, yeah, kind and of it might going honestly on. be better to wait a little bit because we can't do this rewatch. We're gonna, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, we can't go into detail on the fucking plot no, of this no, movie, right? And people need time to see it, so we will figure it out. We are so excited, though. So we, um, we would be remiss if we didn't Rotten Tomato score Spectre. Mm-hmm. What do you guys at? Uh, I think it was a ninety-two. I think that's pretty close. I would go just slightly lower with a ninety, but okay. like a strong ninety, like not. Uh, I thought it was really good. Not quite I an 89. I think you're weighing these movies down 
compared to the other ones, they're all very uh, well above average. I mean, mm-hmm. these are. I think this was a ninety-three. It's great. I mean, they just crushed these movies. So I so love it. What's what's your order? Um, I think irregardless of what we rank them, um, Rotten Tomatoes wise, before because none of us remember the scores we gave. Um, so I'll go first while you guys think about it. Mm, I think I do. For me, them, it is Skyfall, Casino Royale, Spectre. And then Quantum of Solace. Mm-hmm. And I think Skyfall and Casino Royale are very close score-wise. Yeah. And then I think it's a little bit of a dip. And then Spectre. And then another little bit dip. And then it's Quantum of Solace. Yeah, that's fine. I think I would say the same. Really? I go Casino Royale, Skyfall, Spectre, uh, Quantum. I think like I think that Skyfall and Casino Spectre Royale go is the together. One that ain't the same out of here. It's just it doesn't ha- it doesn't follow any of these same formulas. It's so different. It was so surprising. It's it has all these memorable moments. To me, it's it's. I, I get I think that it doesn't story, have quite as much weight as yeah. it's been building up to. Um, but it's just like it's so rewatchable too. I just love it. I agree. I just think that like. I really felt the story watching them all in order like this. The story is so good and you don't really get that when you just think mm-hmm. of them more as individual movies. No, it's, and so yeah. these last two have just gone together so so well and the stakes have just continued to get higher and higher. And so I, I think that's what has kind of pushed me towards those ones a little more. You just made me think of like one of the best compliments I think we can give the James Bond rewatch is that not only are these movies very rewatchable as individual pieces but as the entire you know series of them they're even better mm-hmm. like yeah, when you, when really you add some of those like through line elements to them um they could be a standalone which they kind of generally are when they come out in the theaters right it's like you said six years ago was the yeah. last one like you could watch skyfall and then yeah. you could watch specter four years apart not know anything and then you could watch no time to die again when it's coming out and have not done a rewatch right previously to it, and you'd still love No yeah. Time to Die. Or maybe, now that we've done this, and we're going to watch No Time to Die, it adds that much more to I think the will. final movie. I mean, so. I, I think that in this one specifically, they will try to, to reward people for some, doing something like we have done. They'll, they'll tie some bows pay on Pay attention things. to the details on all these things, because this is the last one. I mean, this is it for Daniel Craig, which is crazy. God, this was a lot of fun. Oh, so this is one like of, I've gotten the chills. We're gonna have to rank the rewatches after mm. this, perhaps. <laughs> That's very um, meta. I know, right? Um, but damn, they've been fun. Let's let's draft our favorite rewatch. No, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Fuck it. I've got. I honestly talking about this series, and even in the last like 15 minutes, I've gotten the chills like multiple times. Yeah, just because of how much I've enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All right, guys, that is it. That's all the time that we have on this episode of the Nordies Podcast. Go back, check out our sports cast. We talked about a tough game for the Minnesota Vikings. We talked some Timberwolves, some Twins. We're all over the place, so go check that out. Otherwise, thank you guys for listening to us, and we'll be back with you guys next week. <laughs>